Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your host, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Mate, another week has gone by and another wonderful round of matches, some some really, really interesting matches this weekend. Apart from the fact that the Crusaders and the Chiefs weren't playing, both our home teams. But I tell you what, some of the uh, the other teams finally starting to hit the uh, hit their straps. And some of the teams that we thought were going to be absolute rubbish. We're actually okay. We're actually okay. <laughs> and some that we thought were going to be rubbish, we're rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but first up, as always... We did. We, we went through many a podcast without plugging ourselves, but now yeah. it's oh, part. I, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> part of the parcel now, though. Part of the parcel, and look what has emerged on the screen. How did you find that, mate? I went on Google and I typed in Instagram and in images. There you go. Nice and simple, I have. Anyway, You're smart, on YouTube, eh? Super Rugby Podcast. Yeah. On the Twitter, uh, the Super Rugby Pod at Twitter dot com. Uh, on the oh. Gmail, it's the Super Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. On the Facebook, Super Rugby Podcast and, and Instagram. Then, inst- the Gram. you got to get it down with the kids, Damo, okay? Man, I'm too old to but get down with the kids. But you've got to do it in a funny way. You know, the Gram. Come on, you try it. No. Nah. Oh, village. village. Uh, uh, Super Rugby Podcast. There so that's go. pretty uh, Facebook. And we've, we've actually done all right, haven't we? We've matched them up. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually got the right <laughs> names on the screen now. That's right. Breaking news. First story. I love the story, Tobes. This is George North. When I first read it, I thought, this is ridiculous. He raised £2,000. Did he sell his underwear or something? Well, oh, he raised £2,000. And I'm thinking he gets paid a lot of money. Surely he should have given more, right? Yeah. But that's not what the story's about. So basically, a um, a rugby club that was flooded... He went last minute okay. to do a speech for the rugby club and he wasn't asked to, 
but he literally, as he was leaving his house, he just packed a bag full of stuff that they could auction off. Oh, really? Yeah, so he brought some of his kits, but wait for this. He even took off his own walls some canvases no. and pictures from his own house no. to auction off for this rugby club. And they only got £2,000. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, good on him, though. Good on him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I just thought it was such a great story. Yeah. And it's such a, like, a non-professional rugby story. It just yeah. shows that the Welsh... They, you know, they still really care about their well, communities. They, they pull it together, eh? Yeah, it's so, awesome. Great story. Well done, George North. I would have, uh, I would have taken a few pictures, me in some underwear, maybe some mosquitoes. Now you want to raise money, mate? Oh, not make people throw up. <laughs> oh, that's rough as guts. That is, eh? Next Thanks, up, mate. though, uh, British and Irish Lions to play at Twickenham. In twenty twenty one. Next this is year. A, this is a great idea. Why have they not done this before? They're no, going to play the Barbarians. Know. Yeah. Before they go away to South Africa. It's a good warm up game for them as well, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely M- yeah. massive. Ma- I mean, they're going to make some money, of course. Yeah. But the main thing is, is that they always turn up overseas unprepared or ill prepared, uh, and it gets the rust out of the system. Plays yeah. as a team, they can chuck everyone on. Yeah. Uh, then they don't feel the pressure on the first few games of the tournament to throw people on. It's just win-win for the British Lions. Well done to well, Warren Gatlin. Well, it's a win-win, but unless they lose. Lose, yeah. And I hope the Barbarians turn them over. They'll be fantastic. Next up is the coronavirus. I'm sure everyone Ooh. listening to this podcast is sick of hearing about the coronavirus. Yeah. But it is but now. It's made, it's made its way into rugby news, hasn't it? Absolutely. Breaking, breaking, breaking news. Maka Vunapola. I know. Self-isolation. <laughs> I wow. Just, I just. I just think he's come back from Tonga and he's got a bit of bead of sweat, isn't he? Getting off that plane, he's like, oh, God, self-isolate. <laughs> I've, I've just, I've had so much to drink, eh? <laughs> he's like, no, well, I'm on another couple of weeks yeah. off. But yeah, they're, they're cancelling games, which yeah. is not, not surprising. As it's we not mentioned, good, though, is it? No, it's not good, but no, it's, it's life, isn't it? Wow. It's life, you've got to get on with it. But the biggest one to date, we've got another slide here, is... Ben Teo. How are you doing? Are you doing with the pen? Pen, mate. Yeah, modern technology. Modern technology. Wow. I'm down with the gram and everything, mate. <laughs> oh, you said it. You said it. Yes. Good on you, fella. Uh, ben Teo wanted to be a wallaby. I mean, come on, Ben. Would he have made the team? I think he would have, yeah. yeah. I think he would have. But he wanted to be a wallaby, but apparently they couldn't get him under the salary cap at the time. Of, I think he was going to play for the Waratahs or something right. like that. How much would they have paid him? Well, obviously not enough, and that's the reason why he went to play for England. Poor, eh? That's poor Ben. Well, and now t- he's playing for the Sunwolves. <laughs> yeah, nice one. To be fair to Ben, he he apparently he has been honest and upfront right from the start. He goes where the money is, right? So, which makes me wonder how much they're paying him at the Sunwolves. But secondly, surely he could have got more money. In France or whatever, so in Europe, eh? Interesting. I know that he's. I think it's a dual contract though, so he's playing for the Sunwolves and then he's going to play for a, a Japanese side oh, afterwards. Okay. So maybe that's the reason why. Maybe, yeah. Some more breaking news though, and this is a massive one. So South Africa, uh, I think the chairman's come out and he said, "This is ridiculous. They're not leaving Sanzar, okay, and they're not going to the Six Nations." I tell you what, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand can now breathe a sigh of relief. 
I don't think they can. I, you know, you don't think they can. Remember, remember, last few weeks ago, we said that they're having secret talks. <laughs> well, those secret talks got blown out. Well, they weren't secret, weren't they? Because we knew about them. The when we will know if they're leaving is they're contracted to twenty twenty five. Oh right, okay. So therefore, it's when. You look to renew our, those when contracts. Our, when our podcast has gone worldwide and we're getting paid for it, yes, then we can talk about it in twenty twenty five. That's right. Okay. That's right. So at we'll, that point, we'll we need to worry about. Pocket. But yeah, so that's good news, I suppose, on the face of it for Sanzar Super Rugby. You know, World Rugby, yeah. arguably. And saying that, CVC have come out and said that they would pay more money if they yes. are in the you Six said Nations. That last week, didn't so. You? Who do we believe? I'm not sure. Next one. I thought this was very interesting again. I find all these things interesting. Their topes was good old um, Where do you find Alex it? Horan, who's the son of Timmy Horan, made his debut for the mighty Sunwolves over the weekend. What position does he play? He played at fullback. Oh, nice. Not sure whether he is a fullback or not, but he played at fullback. His dad was an inside centre, legendary uh, Wallaby player, one okay. of the best that's ever gone through. And my question to you is, can you think of any son who has outstripped the father? Well, we spoke about it before, didn't yeah. we? And I I didn't really know. I was going to... Who did I say? I said the Barrett brothers. The but Barrett brothers, like, yeah. yeah. No, not an all black. The father wasn't father, all black. Not that Fair I'm enough. aware of. No, he wasn't all black. Was. Yeah. Taranaki. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't say he was a legendary Taranaki yeah, player, he wasn't he? But he's he not a, a legendary provincial player. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then you said the bloke from France, Intermac. Yeah. I think he is better than his dad. Yes, I agree. Already. Yeah. At the age of I like was, twenty-two or something stupid. He's a great player. Right? A great player. Yeah. And then I was going to say Owen Farrell, but you beat me to it. Yeah. Now I think Owen Farrell is interesting. Is name? he better, Andy? Andy. Is he better than Andy Farrell? Now, Andy Farrell, when he Never played for him. England, right. was old and slow. Okay. When he played for Wigan Warriors, he was a machine. So it's a little bit hard to know whether he was better or not. Yeah. But I can't think of any others. So if you can think of yeah. others, please go on to our Twitter page and tell us. Put a I bet there's in someone there. really obvious that we're missing. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> And last story that we've got is, and this is a little bit worrying, something that doesn't need to happen, is are South African refs biased? Rugby boss says no, but the numbers paint an alarming picture. Do you want to go over some of those numbers, Tobes? Uh, So the hometown refs, Australia. So this is what, since 2017, so a couple years. Yeah. Australia is plus 16, so So the home team. they've, They've favoured... The Australian side okay. by 16 penalties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, New Zealand is minus 15. So hey, hey, honest. Local, local, honest. Local refs don't like the local players. That's right. They're penalising 15 times more. Argentina plus 19. Yeah. So a few more than Australia. I think Similar. possibly all of those came in one match this season. <laughs> but we won't go into too much <laughs> more detail. Uh, and then South Africa. This is quite alarming. Plus... 159. It's absolutely amazing, doesn't it? What? Have you... Is that a typo from you? No, it's not. If it's not a typo from me, it's in a very alarming number. Now, what I would say is watching a number of matches, it does look a little bit dodgy at times. Yeah. But they've got some great South African referees, though. 
They do. Now, Yako Piper, yeah. I think he's one of the best in the world. Yeah. So maybe it's just that the opposition feel like they've got to do things above and beyond to get a to get you know to stop the power of the South African side. I don't yeah. know, but 159 does not look good. No, to say the least. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and there's been a few big high profile ones recently where in the last couple of years I can remember where you know you're watching it and you're thinking what's going on here? Yeah, what's going on here? But next up we have a question. And it's a big question which is uh, what is next for Super Rugby? This has come from David Pollard from Wellington, New Zealand. Hi, guys. Loving the podcast. And it's my favorite rugby podcast, so thanks for doing it every week. I'm not sure. (laughs) Wasn't it your favorite podcast altogether, David? That's my question to you. (laughs) My question is, people have been saying for the last few years that Super Rugby is dead. Now that South Africa might be leaving, what's going on and what would you both do to save it if it needs saving? It's a massive it's a question. question. Yeah, but too deep for us, really. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, David. Big D. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I've put down some things that people are saying. Okay, yeah, so I let's see. This. Let's yeah, go yeah. through. So, South Africa off. No, they're not. Okay, you can take that off. More money's needed. More money is needed. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Australian teams are too weak. It's not how you spell Australian. <laughs> Austrian. <laughs> Austrian. <laughs> Austrian teams are weak. They are very, very weak. The crowds are poor. The crowds are very poor, yeah. Japanese are now gone. Wow. We can't argue with any of these things. Maybe no. the, Austra- the Austrian teams aren't as weak. As- <laughs> I can't believe I've put that. that so they shows- aren't off, though, are they? Well, they might be off. You, you can't deny that they maybe. might be off, right? What about loads of players are leaving? Yeah. The rugby championship's too predictable. It's really between, you know, three teams out of four. <laughs> three teams out of four, yeah. <laughs> really predictable. Well, but, but let's be honest, it's Australia not. haven't really featured that highly. Not lately. And people are saying that Australian rugby's dead, so it's going to become potentially more predictable. Um, the fact that they've only got four teams in there means that, you know, they're home and away. It means that it I gets think, a bit... I reckon Japan and USA need to come in. Well, this is something that we're going to talk about. But rugby is becoming less popular in countries. I'm not sure whether that's true. But referees are becoming very well, it inconsistent. It depends which country you're looking at. You know, Japan, after the Rugby World Cup, boom. Yeah, massive. been an yeah. absolute explosion. And I think... To I be... think rugby in Europe is... On the up. It is, definitely. On the up. Rugby in France is on the up. Yeah. Rugby in America is... Wow, it's vertical. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's wrong. Um, But I've got some points here that will hopefully make everyone at home sleep a little bit more comfortable, but also... Well, you're going to be quiet so you don't hear your voice. Uh, another thing is, is possible. These are just ideas that we've had, yeah. or I've had, or or whatever. You know, they might not happen, but if they did happen, I think it would make a massive difference. So, let's say South Africa stay. That's a big thing, right? They stay. But if they don't stay, it's I don't think it's the end of the world for Super Rugby. But I'd like them to stay. First what, of all, would that mean more teams from each country would be able to come in? Would we bring back Japan? Yes, I think you would absolutely. Yeah, but we can't go, oh, sorry. Jap- no, oh, you've got to remember that we could back. blame all of that on the South Africans. 
See, if they leave, it's like anything, isn't it? Like we, any, we actually voted for you. <laughs> like any job that you ever have, if someone leaves, you just blame it all on them, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If they ever leave, like, come on, Japan, come back. It was, wasn't us, it was them. Yeah. You know, that way. But, <laughs> it's not me, it's you. They've said they're going to stay. Okay? They said they're going to stay. But if we introduced our salary cap system... Yeah, like we've talked about. ...funded by privately owned individuals. Now, I thought for a start when I when I read about this... I thought so they've this got is, an owner of the franchise. That's right. You know, and in America... Toby Harris owns Crusaders. Crusaders plummet to bottom of the table. Crusaders are now provincial. Crusaders no more. Okay. So that would be, um, I'd like to see that for one, you <laughs> being able to afford the Crusaders for Two dollars, two dollars. Um, but introduce a salary cap. Yes. I think that's privately a good owned, idea. Um, groups that are, that are, that are paying for that. I thought at the start, this, this is ridiculous, wouldn't happen, but quite a few people have said actually already. So the Western force that got, they got biffed out. Yeah. Um, I think Razor Dazzle mentioned that that one guy, he funded the ho- a whole new competition. So That's there, right, yeah. So there is money around. Oh, yeah. There is, especially South Africa and Australia. There might not be as much money around for New Zealand, but that might actually encourage... But that would, you know, it wouldn't have to be a New Zealander. No, exa- owning, exactly. Uh, it wouldn't need to be a New Zealander. I thought this would be fantastic. If they introduced a draft system, right? But wait for this. The combine system as well? You've been watching too much NFL. Well, let's, let's be honest. The Super Rugby competition has taken a lot of what what they do and why they do it from the NFL. Oh, agreed. But did you know that the AFL, so uh, Australian Football League, yeah, you know Aussie rules, yeah, they have a draft system. Because what does a draft system do? It me it may, means before the season starts, yeah, there's an excitement about who's going to go where. Yes, but the top teams don't always get the top players. No, the the top teams get last choice. Yes, so which is, but the combine system structure as well means that leading up to the draft, you've got you watching people perform skills, yeah. fitness tests. Again, it's something for the for the public to get themselves yeah. wrapped in, into yeah i have no and idea the combine you can't actually go and watch you've got to watch it on the telly that's right you've got to watch it on telly which means that you know the kind of a lot of people play the old fantasy rugby but instead of instead of watching it on telly would you let people go and watch the combine get people interested in actually going to the stadiums or going to where they're having it rather than sitting on the tv because at the moment you said back in a few slides ago the crowds are poor the crowds are poor, yeah. The, the crowds this year have got better, though. That's what I'm going to get to uh, in, a, in a little bit. So if you introduce a draft system, you introduce a combine system, you're going to get that interest up. Okay, straight away. Interest up, happy days. You're going to get all the young players. The young players are going to love it because if they don't get picked up by a super rugby team, then there's potential for them to go and go play somewhere else. Yeah, but there's also, especially in New Zealand, not sure if it's Australia or something, you can still go to that ITM Cup. That's right. Or whatever yeah. it's called now. Yeah, absolutely. The, the Mitre 10 Cup Mitre or whatever 10 it cup. is, yeah. You know, you can still play for those Bay of Plenties, those Auckland's, those Poverty Bay. <laughs> the bullers of the world. Oh, yeah. You've got to get buller in there. Um, but moving on, some people have said you need to drop one of the Australian teams because then it condenses the quality but of the Australian. But then you could say that about the New Zealand teams. You could do, but New Zealand haven't had Highlanders. that problem, have they? I think New Zealand could actually do with 
potentially, if we were going to, if South Africa left, you could potentially another couple of teams from New Zealand, and we could we could deal with that. Gisborne team, no mate, definitely not. What, well, where would you get them from? Well, you look at the Super Rugby squads now, and they're they're large. You know, they've yeah. got fifty, sixty players on their books. Do they? Yes. So that's I did why. Not know that. So so therefore they've got the playing squads. Yeah. But then they've got, you know, the the kind of on the book squads where they can pull them the in. Teams. Yeah. So we could easily, you know, you look at the ITM, the Mighty Ten Cup. There's loads and loads and loads of good quality players yeah. that are in and around playing that. Uh, I think the key here, and we're going to go over this later, is to introduce a very competitive season ticket prices across all countries so that potentially you could buy one ticket and you could go one one season pass and you could go to any Super Rugby match. Home if, or away. Home or away if there's tickets available. So if it wasn't sold out, you could go and watch. That would be fantastic. <laughs> if I do say so myself. But this is the biggest one, right? Work with the Japanese oh, RFU. 100%. So that you allow your Super Rugby players, once they've finished playing Super Rugby, to go and play in the Japanese league. So therefore the players get paid what they need to get paid to stay in New Zealand, Australia, and yeah. South Africa. Why why did we drop the Sunwolves? The reason why we dropped the Sunwolves is because the, the, the Japanese rugby union didn't bankroll them. That's the biggest reason. So they... The Sunwolves have been bankrolled by Sansa. Right. So therefore, the Japanese RFU said, well, we're not going to fund them. We want you to continue funding them. And obviously, uh, to be fair, there was other things that's gone on. Okay. But, you know, that's the main reason that's being pointed out, the reason why. So what I then go and say in the rugby championship, and this is the point you're going to love, you introduce Japan. That's what I said. And you introduce a Pacific Islands team into the competition. Now, I know there's no money in that for when you go there, but it would be a spectacle to watch. So it's and more, you'd actually get a full crowd there. If you take, if would you, you go, go USA team though? I think you need well, to get the USA into it. Yeah, but USA would be rubbish for quite a while. The other way to do it is you actually introduce a second tier, and you introduce Japan, uh, Pacific. Japan Islands. in the second tier. Just wait for this. Japan, uh, America, and... Canada? Maybe. And you have a second tier. So you have the top tier and your second tier. And you always have promotion relegation, which would be really interesting for... Maybe if you if you add Japan in that top league, it'd be that would be really interesting that you know the, the weakest team would go down, the best team goes up. That could be interesting in itself. Although I do think it would take some time for though, but you know, imagine if you combine Tonga, Fiji, and Samoa, and that was one team. Oh, that'd be a good team. That'd be a good team, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> and the other one, really, really simple one, is more play more matches, including finals overseas. More money in, yeah. Better players out. Didn't we have that? Um. We we once had that Bledisloe, Australia, New Zealand, and Hong Kong, didn't we? That's right, and I think we're playing. And a, who kicked it? Who who? 
Oh, Stephen Donald, mate. Yeah. Stephen oh, Donald lost us the game. Oh, did he lose us the game or drew, drew the no, game? No, it was a loss. It was a loss, yeah. yeah. And he basically got chopped until yeah. the World Cup final. <laughs> he kicked it straight down as he, as he fell out of his throat, didn't he? Oh, mate, it doesn't matter whose throat he kicked it down. They ran it back and scored. That's <laughs> all I can remember. Uh, and, and a real easy one is never have home refs refereeing home games. That, no. that stat for the South Africans yeah. doesn't look good, but it shouldn't happen anyway. No. There is absolutely no need, apart from you know, cost-saving flights, why it needs to happen at all. I, I just find it ridiculous. But if we did all of those things straight away, I, I can't see how Super Rugby would die because it would become such a spectacle and it would be doing stuff that the Americans like. Yeah. So it gets the Americans interested. Potentially, and I think Razzler Dazzler did mention and say that it would be great because, you, you know, you talk about Americans. They could fund an, an American Samoan team, you know, part of America. <laughs> Loving it. You know, that could be a way in as well. But for me, Super Rugby is alive and kicking. I'd love to see a combine. Combine would be amazing. Because the, the good thing is, is, you know, on, on Rugby Channel in New Zealand, they've got that high school rugby yeah. So it could be that transition from the high school rugby, which is on telly. That's right. Combine, Super Rugby, or Mighty Ten Cup. Yeah, and I think if you're that if you're in the top rung of players and you can go and play in Japan, yeah, and top up your pension, then you're happy days. And if you if if you're not in the Super Rugby, then you go into the Mighty Ten Cup. Yeah. So the Mighty Ten Cup becomes like a, a the next step for school players. Yes. So you go school Mighty Ten Cup. Maybe you've got to play a season or two in Mighty Ten Cup before you can go to Super Rugby. Nah, straight up there, mate. Straight up there, mate, yeah. Straight up the guts. Next up, though, we've got a voice question. Oh, yes. Where's the Dazzler? Are you ready what for this? What is that photo? Get that photo up there. This is, this is what it's about. This is about the All Blacks coaching panel. So let's listen to his question. Nice mistake. G'day, fellas. Darren Collin from Melbourne. Just wanted to uh, say Happy New Year and glad to have you guys back doing this fantastic podcast again. And to give you a voice question, I was just wondering if you guys could kick around or dissect your thoughts on the uh, NZRU only giving Ian Foster a two-year deal. Uh, Generally, after a World Cup cycle, the new coach of the national side gets a four-year or five-year contract to get them through the next World Cup. How do you think this affects Ian? Like, is it fair to only give him two years? Um, You know, how's he going to exercise his authority over the players as a lame duck coach if he's not necessarily the one that's going to be picking the team for the World Cup? Um, You know, how does this affect his game plan as he'll be, you know, coaching differently to try and win the rugby championships every year for the next two years rather than trying to build for a World Cup side, possibly at the expense of a rugby championship? And do you think that he only got a two-year deal because Warren Gatlin will be out of contract uh, to the British and Irish Lions obligation two years from now, and that the uh, NZRU maybe wanted Gats as the replacement for uh, the All Blacks all along, and therefore they'll maybe give Warren Gatlin a six-year deal two years from now so he can get through the next two World Cup cycles. But then again, he's a little handcuffed to the first one because he only has two years to prepare the team. But if it is a six-year deal on offer, then he knows he's got the other one that would be his main focus. Looking forward to hearing you guys unpack this and kick it around and share your opinions. Thanks again for the great podcast. Take care. Well, I, 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 did he take a breath there, Tony? I'm not sure he did. <laughs> I almost fell asleep there. 
<laughs> well, what I would say is it's a great question. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I've, I actually knew, I kind of know the answer to this without doing any research because I yeah, thought. Yeah, as soon as I gave it to you, you, you sort of. I came up with an yeah, answer, didn't did, I? Yeah, you did, yeah. So actually, it's not the first time that they've done this where they've given him, given two, the All Black coach two year contract. Uh, when was the last one? Steve Hansen. So when Steve Hansen oh, took over yeah. uh, from Graham Henry, yes. he was given a two-year contract. Okay. Is it like a probation kind of thing? I, I, to be you honest, know, I... Let's see how you go on after two years. If it's not very good, see you later. If it's good, bang, we'll keep you on. I don't think the New Zealand RFU could afford to bin someone off after two yeah. years if they're on a four-year contract. So, uh, I, I, it's been done before. I'm sure it's been packaged yeah. up to him, uh, Ian Foster, that, you know, this is what we did with Steve Hansen. But I definitely think there's a lot of waiting. I'm not 100% sure whether they think he's the right man for the job. So, they give him two years. So, why have they, why have they given him any years at all then? Because the they all don't bl- think he's the right man. The, the All Blacks that used to be innovators have started to become very predictable, planned and predictable. And they've got these formulas that they think have brought them success. Yeah. An example of that would be average age of their leadership team. You know, number of depth players they've got, number of minutes they've been. They've become a little bit, you know, like this. And and a lot of teams have followed them. Okay. So um, what's happened, though, is for me is they got to the World Cup that they could have won and failed. Yes. So giving Ian Forster the job, to me, was an odd choice. Yes. If they'd won the World Cup, then all of a sudden I'm thinking... It's a different story. A different story. You know, the one World Cup, it makes common sense for them yes. to give them to, to uh, Forster, or they call him Fozzie. But for me, I think they've given him two years, not because they think they're going to get rid of him. I I just think they've given him two years... Because they've got that option it's to get rid of It's a bit of a cushion them. for the NZR. It's a cushion here, for them, it? definitely a cushion for them, yeah, where they can... Okay. My biggest worry about this all-black coaching group is yeah. I don't see where the innovation's coming from. So the reason why I say this is Ian Forster was in charge of the attack. Did you know that I can I can only name one other person in that panel there? Who you got? Grant Fox. You can't name the others. No. Nope. Plumtree. Oh, yeah, Plumtree, the guy, that fella there. Yeah, McLeod. That, nope, wouldn't have and a clue. The other, you nope. can't name any of those. Wouldn't have that a clue. should have been one of my quiz questions for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not uh, you know, well, um, I mean, McLeod was there as an assistant coach last year, I think in the year before that. Plumtree was the Wellington coach. That's right, yeah. Uh, Greg Feek actually coached in Ireland. Oh, right. I think he helped coach the, for the, either the national side or one of the big clubs over there. So I can see why they've got Greg Feek in. Not sure about the others, really. What my, So my question is, is that Forster was in charge of the attacks attack for the All Blacks, and right. that's where they fell down against yes. England. Yeah. And he had two years to come up with a plan to beat a rush defence and I didn't see any evidence that he could beat it. Well, he couldn't. No. 
He didn't, did he? <laughs> Let's be honest. And that's my biggest worry. Yeah. I've got no issue with the coaching staff. I've got no issue with them coach. I just think that there's no innovation there. Whereas you know with uh, Razor Robinson, there was going to be innovation. New ideas, a new thought process coming through. Uh, you know, it would have been refreshing. But So I think with Gatlin, with Scott Robinson, they've got two guys there that could easily pick it up and do a great job. Definitely. So they'll give them two years. And if everything's going okay, they won't bin them off. If it goes horribly wrong, then they've got that easy out. And that's what I think why they've done it. And I think they did the exactly same thing with Steve Hansen. Yeah. You know, really, really successful coaching group. But then it goes to Steve Hansen. And I'm not sure whether they were 100% convinced that Steve Hansen was going to be able to carry it on. But he did. So therefore, they extended he it. He did pretty well, didn't he? And I think they gave him two years to start, and then they gave him six years the next time he signed his contract. Six years, that's long, eh? Yeah. So there you go. Razzle Dazzle, I hope that's answered your question for you. I tell you what, I don't think you took a breath in that one, did you? <laughs> Far out. <laughs> Up next, though, is the review of all the matches over the weekend. Yes. Righto, mate. Round five, results. Highlanders versus the Rebels. God, you never let me talk, eh? I was going to say you it. You paused, mate. You paused, uh, yeah, I paused for, for me effect. to say it. No, for over effect. for effect. I tell you, you what, you rather... I've literally said about a paragraph <laughs> for the whole podcast. There was my shining moment, and then <laughs> bang. I, I just you... got stomped on there, mate. I reckon Cheers. You, I, reckon you I pa- might as well not be here. <laughs> well, many of the, Half list- the- <laughs> many of the listeners have said oh. something similar. <laughs> <laughs> so you pause for effect a lot. Damien, Damien, you should branch out on your own, mate. You don't need Toby. No, nah, because I, I suck. Um, <laughs> this was a really good match. This was a, this was Australian fast rugby, mate. It was great to see again. Back at its best. It was Australia, fast rugby, two intercept tries killed the, the Highlanders. Yeah. And then the Highlanders just played some great rugby as well. Very I, little tackling. I tell you what, uh, whoever broke his leg, oh. yeah, his mum, his mum's literally gone, text him, gone, son, break a leg for me. He's done it. Gone and done it. Isn't he? Murphy's Law. Is this an actual true story? <laughs> no, or? of course it's not. It's a joke. Come on. <laughs> that would be awful. Did you see the clear out though? I mean, there's nothing Awful. wrong. There's nothing wrong with the clear out legally, but it was a horrible clear out was from the it? point of view of this is why those types of clear outs should be banned. Oh, because it was horrible. The 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 force they cleared them out with, off their feet, smashed them. Ah, uh, the noise of it. Oh, it was awful, eh? <laughs> it was awful. And actually, the rebels were pretty close to scoring at that point as well. So, but. Apart from that, I thought Josh Mackay was excellent. I liked him. Yuani at 12, what do you think? No, Yuani's not a 12. Not, not a 12, 12 yet. Not a 12. Yet. Never will be a 12. Not a 12 yet. Not a 12, mate. Day game? Double. <laughs> <laughs> I think New Zealand are going down. Oh, this is where I'm, oh, don't even get me started, but we used to be the ones setting the standard. Yes. And now it's like, oh, some of those guys from Northern Hemisphere, they've got two teens playing all the time. You know, maybe know. we should so do what, the same thing. Why are thing. we doing that? Because. Oh. But they've got the, it's because they've picked up Mitch Hunt, who's a 12, Yuani's your young bloke. They think they can mold you him mean into Mitch it. Mitch Hunt 10. Mitch Hunt 10. That's what yeah. I said. 
Pretty sure that's what I said. Prove me wrong, mate. Prove me wrong. Yeah, it does not hurt. Anyway, Mitch Hunt at 10. Yes. You got that bit right. Yuani at 12. He's a young guy. They can try and mould him. I think that... That's what they're thinking. Mitch Hunt can't play at 12. No. Whereas Yuani can. Mitch Hunt can't really... He's a good player, eh? He can't really play. No, he's not bad. He's not bad at, like, Mitre 10 Cup. He's not bad off the bench... Safe pair of hands, but yeah. he's not going to win you a Super Rugby no. title. No, that's right. Do you know what, what? One thing that I noticed was this: was the cheap seats behind the goal at the only end you can sit behind the goal at the Forsyth. Oh, Bar, they call it the zoo. The zoo was absolutely rammed. Was it rammed to an inch of its life, and then one side of the pitch completely empty yeah and that tells me you got your ticket prices wrong yes you got your ticket prices wrong if but the cheap seats are you know rammed and one side of your stadium's empty those cheap seats are for the students that's where they go wild but that it's a university town it's a university town but they're not watching they're not really watching the rugby though are they mate when when they when they scored, yeah. they were going absolute bananas. Yeah, of course they, they were. were loving they it. scored. They were loving it. I'm just saying, you got your ticket prices wrong. It's a university town. You've got to make it accessible for your university students. 100%. So 2014-21 at half time, And then they came back pretty strong, the, the Highlanders. So that was excellent. But obviously not enough to finish 22-28 to the Rebels. And it's the first time the Rebels have won at... In, in Dunedin for like forever. Really? Might have been. I'm, I'm, I'm making this up, but it, I think it might have been in the history or no. 10 or 12 years or something along those lines. So I'm, I'm just looking up what, what ticket prices are going to be in Forsyth Bar. Okay, well, you do that I'll and do I, that. Will, I will crack on. So next match was the Waratahs v. the Lions. 29 17. I did not see this coming. No. Again, it was fast Australian rugby in, against slow South African rugby power game. At its best. At its best. It's good to see Australian rugby doing well. Hooper was outstanding. Mate, he's always outstanding. Everything that happened for the Waratahs was through him. I thought he was brilliant. I thought Harrison at 10 actually looked pretty nice for the Waratahs, which is pretty good for depth. Uh, I like how they attacked close in the rucks. Big criticism of mine, New Zealand style is they pass to a man standing still. The Waratahs had players running on almost behind the ruck yeah. from nine, smashing it up. Loved that. Thought that was really effective. And obviously they won. 29 points to 17. Yeah. It was 19-10 at halftime. Shows how dominant really the, the Waratahs were on the whole. Then it was the Yingit, Yangit... Fling it all over the shop. Fling it, flang it. Uh, Hurricanes versus the Sun Wolves. Mate, they were awful. 62-15. They were awful. Absolute drumming. And actually, the Hurricanes... No other team would do that. (laughs) We have said that won't happen again this season. I think it might happen every week now. Because the Hurricanes weren't actually that good, mate. No, they weren't. They made loads of errors. And I just think, not looking good for the Sunwolves. I think some of their players, they had nine changes. Nine, nine. changes from the weekend the before. Yeah, Injuries or? No, because they just were rubbish the week before. So they changed nine of them and they were equally as rubbish. Okay, here we go. 
The Spates Stand. Is that the zoo? I'm not sure. Okay, go on. A adult is uh, forty three fifty, and a child is forty three fifty. Rip off! Wow. North Stand. This is platinum. Oh, this is all platinum. Oh, I don't know. platinum. Oh, the zoo is twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Twenty bucks. Or oh, the North days. Stand is thirty three fifty fifteen for a child. That's not bad, is it? That's what it should be like all round. Yeah. On a, uh, platinum. What's the difference between platinum and gold? Better seats, mate. Gold? Which is better, gold or platinum? Platinum. Which platinum. Platinum ham, apparently, is $10 more. 10 bucks is not too bad more. It's loads, it? mate. You need student ID for the zoo? There you go. <laughs> Sign me up, mate. I want to go to the zoo. I'd love to go there and watch a game. There That'd you be go. awesome, eh? Shall awesome. I have a look at... Um, you keep carrying on, mate. Keep, keep Reds carrying. v. the Sharks. So the Reds lost this 23 points to 33. The Sharks were awesome. But they. do you know what the Sharks have, which no other South African team has like they have, is they have the pace, but they also have the power. Farsi was amazing. How quick are they? Uh, and they're like big boys too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're massive boys, yeah. Fullback yeah, for far, the Sharks. Farsi. Absolutely, yeah. In oh fact, I'm going to go and say, you know, for years and years, people have looked at the New Zealand team and they've gone, oh, New Zealand back three. They've got so much depth. No. Nah. The South African back Mate. three. Oh. Unbelievable. Mapimpe. <gasps> oh, Mapimpe. How good is he? I mean, they've literally got every single Super Rugby team that they're putting out has got an absolutely amazing set of back, yeah. back three. Which okay. is awesome. Yeah, go on. Here we go. So the Blues, the Blues. Yes, the Blues. Massive stadium, 60,000. Yeah. At each end, yeah. $26. That's good. Yeah. Um, corner is about $30. Uh, what about halfway? Oh, halfway is about $30 as well. Wow. That's all right. They still don't want to go. No. <laughs> oh. See, that's not that bad, is it? No, I reckon that's not too bad at all. But there is 60,000 seats, so... That's a lot of seats to fill. There's a lot of seats to fill, so it can't be too too bad. Or too, oh, I, too I take it back. The best seats are $60. There you go. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Right, I'm, ba- I'm back on board, mate. I'm back on board. Right, Stormers versus Blues, mate. Stormers, Blues. Did not see this coming, did we? Absolutely no. not. We... And Stormers the Blues, have looked great. The Blues thrashed them. Oh, absolutely thrashed them. And it was so unblue like which was they got a lead and they kept it all game. And they extended it How? all game. Yeah. They were just way better. Yeah. In fact, what I wrote down here was I thought Ortilly well, Black was brilliant at ten. Uh, he's coming to his he's coming to his own at the moment, isn't he? Who needs Bowden Barrett? Who needs Bowden Barrett when you've got Black? <laughs> uh I think I've pronounced that completely. I've, I've murdered it. No, he played at 15. Oh, right. Okay. And he was awesome. He's another oh, 10. Yeah. And at, at one point, they had three 10s on the pitch. One playing at 10, one playing at 12, one playing at 15. And it works. Works really well. TJ Fiani was awesome. Uh, my favorite new player, though, is Talia on the wing for the Blues. He the was big awesome. The big ball guy. The big yeah. ball guy. Do you know who we haven't mentioned? 
Robinson. Yeah, you know he's got long haired Robinson. Long haired, yeah. The ginger ninja. The ginger <laughs> That's right, ninja. Yeah, ginger ninja. Uh, and the only thing I put down here for the Stormers was that it was 25 minutes before they woke up. It was like they'd been on the bus. It was like they'd been on a plane. It was I like they were they playing were too, away from home. I think they'd be almost gone. Blues aren't that good. We're flying high. We don't need to be be that good to win this game. And they were wrong. They were they were badly wrong. Yeah. They got schooled, didn't yeah. they? I think possibly they have. I wonder if they've got the bye the next week. We have to look that up. But it almost looked like they were preparing for a holiday. Yeah. And they've had a lot of home games. Maybe they're not as good as we are thinking. And maybe the Blues, maybe Blues are going to be awesome this year because they've got they've had the bones of a good squad for a long time. They have. They and just actually, been this able year, to gel it. this year they haven't really. No. And maybe taking that pressure off them is doing them the world of good. The last game though was the Bulls v the Haguares. Great game of rugby this was. Tight until the end. Tight until the end, and then the Haguares ran away with it. Absolutely, but it was literally at the end of the game they yeah. scored in the in the eightieth minute, whatever, to to make it look like make it look good. But the 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 Bulls, the what, Bulls weren't that bad. Yeah, though. but you know what the Bulls lack is they lack the fine skills. You know, a lot of these teams have 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 pushed on. The Sharks have pushed on. Yeah, the Stormers have pushed on. They're not just relying on this power. And the Bulls South still inside. are. And the Bulls still are. Yeah, apart from. They're back three. <laughs> they were awesome again. Yeah. So apart from the back three, uh, I think the back three is Peterson, who's absolutely just... Oh, no, Speckman. Speckman is unbelievable. <laughs> He's good, eh? Unbelievable, yeah. So, And I thought that Buffelli was just... Buffelli's top, class. Top notch for the... He's almost Aguilaris. my man of the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Man of Super Rugby at the he moment. He is definitely my... Love to watch him run. Person. He's got you know, the most glides. clean breaks. Most defenders beaten. Does he? Hopefully that's in your quiz question. Could be. Could <laughs> so be. So that is the review. How many, how many has he done, though? Well, that we'll have to find out, won't we? Uh, round six matches. We've got Sunwolves v Brumbies. What are your thoughts here? I don't think the Sunwolves will win. I'm not sure whether the Sunwolves will play that game because... They're closing for the coronavirus. Yes, but uh, I tell you what, I was um, talking to someone at lunchtime and they said that the Olympics might be spectatorless. The Olympics have confirmed today that they're going ahead as normal. Good. As normal. Good. So if if the Sunwolves played against the Brumbies, what would you put the score down to be? Uh, Well, the Brumbies would win by by a decent margin, I think. 20 points? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm agreeing. I'm going to say uh, 20 points. And uh, rugby forecast have said 10. I can see why they've said 10, but obviously the algorithm is just trying to warm up into this competition. Because, they haven't been very good this year, have they? Well, they have been good. Oh, have they? Compared to us, because we have been absolute rubbish. Have we? We've been rubbish. Mate, we said that the Highlands were going to win. Did we? Yeah. No, we're oh. wrong. So, d- hey, don't... Hey, glass houses and all that. I know. Throwing sorry. stones, mate. They usually do. So, where's the book? Where's the China shop? Uh, Crusaders v. Reds. Yeah, I think the Crusade, Crusaders have come off a buy, though. Reds have come off a. A, a decent win. performance. No, lost. They lost, didn't they? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. We just talked about it. 
Yeah, we all just <laughs> just literally <laughs> talked about it. I think Crusaders to win, but I think the Reds could cause an upset. I don't They've got nothing to lose here, and I, that, that's dangerous for their team. I don't think they'll win by that much, the Crusaders. No. I'm going to say win by... I'm going to say 10. I'm going to say 5. Oh, it's close. Rugby forecast say 22. Again, I can see why that's yeah. saying 22. Next up, Waratahs v Chiefs. Chiefs away from home after the bye. Yeah. Waratahs look good. Yeah. They're coming into their own. What are you going to put here, mate? I might, I'm going to go Waratahs. I'm going to say I would like but the it's Chiefs gonna be very to win. Close. I'd like the Chiefs to win as well, obviously, but I think the Waratahs might do them. I think the Chiefs. Win. But not by much. But not by much. Uh, rugby forecast say three. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Hurricanes Blues. Ooh. You've got to go Blues, eh? You've got to go Blues. Be, I want the Blues to win. I can't. But the Hurricanes are at home. They've just come off a. They've both come off really good wins. Yeah, but Garden Bash. It's going to be a beat. draw. Okay, I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. I'm going to say if Garden Bishop's playing. 22 all. If Garden Bishop's playing, I'm going to say Hurricanes. No. If he doesn't play. 24 all. And they play Fletcher then it's going to be the Blues. I'm going to say, I don't think, I'm going to say Garden Bash is not going to play, and the Blues are going to win. And uh, Bowden, they've... Bowden Barrett countdown, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. So they haven't got him back yet. No. But Blues have just and been really what, balanced. They've been really balanced, yeah. and I think they've finally got it. They've got Otili Black, yeah. and... They've got Rico Ioani back as well. And playing in the centres yeah. as well. Rebels v Lions. I think the Rebels are going to win. Yes, I do. I hope uh, so. Rugby forecast. Oh, what do rugby forecast say about Hurricane? 11. Oh, 11. Hurricane right, by 11, okay. yeah. Sharks, Jaguars, Haguaros. I tell you what, that is a game to watch that. I'm going to go Haguaros. I'm going to go Sharks. Ooh. Sharks by five. Sharks by one, oh rugby forecast God. say. And last but not least, we've got the Bulls v the Highlanders. Come on, the mighty Highlanders. Do you know what? I mean, the Bulls have been terrible. The Highlanders I, have not been terrible. They've been pretty bad. And they are playing away. I think the Highlanders are going to win. Go on, the Highlanders. The Highlanders have won against the Brumbies away from home. So there may be a team that actually plays a bit better away from home. So I'm going to say the Highlanders. You're going to say the Bulls. I'm going to say the Highlanders. I'm going to say the Highlanders. How yeah, much by? Oh, not much. Five? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go with you. Balls by two. Ooh, Again, you can't close. complain with that, can you? Yeah. Can't complain with that. So we're into how everyone is doing. And on the top of the South African Conference is the Stormers. It's close though, isn't it? Although I think the Sharks are the best team in this competition. And I think actually the Sharks are the best team. And I think the Haguaras are the second best team. And I think the Stormers are third best. And I think that's how it's going to end up. Okay. That's, after watching all their games... I think the Haguaris have got more about them than the Stormers. But I'll be happily proven wrong. Happily proven wrong. Uh, in the New Zealand Conference, look at that with the bye. They're wow. still in the lead. It's the Crusaders and then the Hurricanes. Uh, I can't see the Hurricanes keeping that position. No, neither can I. I th- I'm really surprised, actually. I think the Chiefs and the Blues will finish higher than the Hurricanes. I'm... It's 14, 13, 13, 13. Wow. Yes. Yes. Tight on the New Zealand conference. Yeah. That's for sure. Blues have played one more game, though, haven't they? Yeah. And Australian, well, the Brumbies all the way. Yeah. Look at that. The Rebels, though. Look at the Rebels. They've just popped up. Well, we, we thought the, the Reds were going to fly away with it this year, didn't we? 
I still think the Reds will come good, but they're Five obviously not going to win the conference like we said they were going to win the conference. Well, they've lost four. And they've only won one. <laughs> but they've played really well. The Reds have played well. They just yes. Their defensive structures are they're naive. Yeah. They're young still. And although they've, they've managed to get James O'Connor and Spate played really, really well, yeah. I think they just need a few more older heads in the forwards maybe just to manage them around the park. And also, James O'Connor, experience, eh? he's not exactly – he is experienced, but he's yeah. at 10. He's not someone that's going to control the game like a Dan Carter yeah. or a – you know, a multitude of others or, a, you know, the Irish um, Sexton or Don't a like Farrell. Don't like Those that. are the type of guys that will control you yes. around the game. Yeah. You know, he's not going to do that. And possibly that's what they needed. But anyway, it is what it is. So it's quiz time, mate. It's quiz time. Now, I've I've actually got a few little buttons here. We've got the sound for you, right? We've got the sound for you. <laughs> right? And we've got the sound for me. That's Here we go. not fair. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> Stinks. So anyway, uh, we drew first week. With, so this year, it's a draw at the moment. Can you go one up? Now, I've been incredibly generous this week. Can I just say that? I've been okay. incredibly generous to the questions. Good. You should do well. If you know your super rugby stuff. Okay. Okay, so you probably won't do that. <laughs> do you want me to go first? Of course, always you go first, mate. Okay, first question, Damien. Are you ready? I am ready. Good. How many points were scored this week in super rugby? They were loads of points, eh? Loads of points. Is this both teams combined? This yeah? is every single team's points. Okay, go on. Yeah. 339. 330. <laughs> 300. <laughs> 345. Yeah. Or 327. Okay. So go through the numbers again. 339. Yeah. 300. Yeah. 345. Mm-hmm. 327. Right. So again, yet again, what a ridiculous question to ask. <laughs> What do you mean? There was, it's, it's how, many, how many matches were there? Good question. I could go back a slide. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was six matches. Uh, do you want me to I tell you how many matches? There tell were. me how many matches there are. Yeah, I think there's six matches. So there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So twelve teams. Yeah, you know most teams. Most teams got around about the twenty points. So each game was worth forty. So that's 240, 240. Um, so what were the options again? 339. Yeah. No, I'm going to say no, not to that. Okay. 300. Maybe. 345. Yeah. Or 327. 300 just sounds too rounded, doesn't it? Too good to be true, maybe? It could be, but I'm yeah. going to go for 300 because... I've worked out the average there. Six matches. Yeah. Final answer. Final answer. Are you sure? 
no. The hurricane the hurricane's got a big score, remember? Sixty two points yeah. to fifteen. Yeah, that's ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What were the other scores? Oh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm going to go 300. You're wrong. <laughs> press the it? button. Press the button. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 339. 339, yeah. yeah. Massive, eh? It was a good week of Super Rugby when it comes to points, that's for sure. Right, my question is more, you know. Anyway, let's just get on with it. My mate. theme. My theme, actually, is team. Okay, cool. The theme is team. So, which team has scored the most tries? Is it A, the Chiefs? Is it B, the Reds? Or is it C, the Hurricanes? I'm going to give you three options. That's why I'm I'm being really nice. (laughs) You're so kind to me. Yeah. Um, I kind of want you to win, so it makes the rest of the season a bit more interesting. I'm going for the Hurricanes because out of those... Three teams, I think they're the only team to play the Sun Wolves, and they got the biggest score. No, that's true. Score. That is true. The answer is, you're wrong. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's the Reds, mate. 22 tries they've scored. 22 wow. tries. The Hurricanes are 17. Are they? And the Chiefs are 17. And actually, the, the Haguara is 20. Oh, so I even made it even easier for you. Yeah, you did because of that. So it's one nil. No, nil all. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, please. Okay, how many tries were scored this week? Ooh, loads. Forty, forty-five, forty-two, or forty-seven. These are ridiculous questions. These are who's going to know that? Who's going to know that? How many tries were scored? Go over the options again. 40. No. 45. No. 42. No. 47. No. <laughs> I'm going to say 42. You're wrong. Ha, it's 47. You didn't, I didn't give you a chance to go. Uh, um, so is that 1 0 to me? No. You've got to push the button, mate. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's good, isn't it? You should know this. You should know this. Can I just say this? So you go on three options again. So you know I'm going three options, you're going four. This is what we're all about. Which team has got the most points overall? This is competition points. All right? So is it the leader of the Australian conference, which is the Brumbies? Okay. Is it the leader of the New Zealand Conference, which is the Crusaders? Or is it the leader of the South African Conference, which is the Stormers? I think it's the South African Conference. A, B, or C. So A, the Australian Conference, B, the New Zealand Conference, C, the South African Conference. C. Final answer. Yeah. You are correct. Yay. So there we go. So How one to you. Uh, so the the Stormers are on 17, the Sharks are on 16, the Haguaris on 15, and they're all ahead of the New Zealand and Australian conferences. Yeah. Now, arguably it's because the Brumbies have had a bye. Right. The Crusaders have had a bye, and they haven't had byes. That's what it looks like to me. My so last this is my, question. this is my last chance to redeem myself. Yes. And it's another fantastic question. Okay. 
How many yellow cards were there this week? So my theme was this week. Can I just say about yellow cards? The Have you seen the tip tackle that James O'Connor did on his opposition player? No. It was absolutely shocking. Referee was right there. Not a penalty. Really? Not a sausage. Wow. Nothing. Tip tackled him right onto his, you know, it was, it was pretty horrific. And from a ruck. And nothing. Nothing. So he obviously didn't see it, but he was right there. It just does not look good. Wow. But go on. Uh, yellow cards. Yeah. How many this week? Okay. Nine. Nine. Four. Wow. Six or ten. Four. There were nine yellow cards. Nine yellow cards. Nine. Ridiculous. Nine <laughs> there was yellow a, I cards. think there was only one game where there wasn't a yellow card. Nine. Nine. I've lost. <laughs> What's my last question? I don't even want to ask you it now. That's, I'm just in a bad mood. All right. Defenders beaten. Oh, <laughs> Who has the it. most defenders beaten? Okay. Is it A, the Blues? O. B, the Haguares? Or C, the Rebels? Or D, <laughs> the Reds? <laughs> You can't say so that. A, the You've blues. You've slipped in the reds there because they B, got mm, the most tries. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Is the Haguaris or blues? Ooh, uh, is it? Yeah. Haguaris or blues? Which one uh, are you going to go for? Or you know, we got <laughs> I know that Buffelli's got the most as a player. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Or is that most clean breaks? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you who's got the most? Yes. For um, Andrew Callaway has got five. Tate McDermott's got five. And Falau uh, Faengi. Faenga. I'm sure I've said that correctly. <laughs> okay, so what were my options again? A, the Blues. B, the Hagawares. C, the Rebels. Or D, the Reds. Oh, uh, the Blues. A, the Blues. Yeah. You are correct. Yay. Yay. You've absolutely <laughs> smashed me today. You've absolutely smashed me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a smart young man. You are. <laughs> Next week's topics, mate. A big one. Big one to me. Why does no one want to work with Eddie Jones? So we're going to go into a little bit of detail okay, about cool. that. Like that. But before we go... A big one here, a shout out. One of our listeners has made contact with us. Um, it's Ben Telfer. Telfer? Ben Telfer. And he's doing the Three Peaks Challenge. Do you like that? He's doing the Three Peaks <laughs> Why Challenge. Why is the sun there, though? Just because the sun's going to come out on him. Okay. Uh, and he's got a Just Giving page. He's raising money uh, in memory of his father, who sadly passed away. So he's raising money for, for him. So if the Super Rugby Podcast community could be very kindly give, it's www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Ben Telfer. And I will make sure... Good on Ben. That's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, very good. We should put that on our Twitter. We'll put that on the Twitter and we'll put it on our YouTube channel and our description in any podcast we put on. So you can just click that link. And give as much money as you can possibly afford to one of our listeners who's said, you know, can we put it on the show? Good man. So why not? That's fantastic. Good on you, Ben. 
Absolutely. I mean, sad times, obviously, but I mean, three peaks, that'd be awesome. I'd love to try and do that. I've done one. You've, yeah, I mean, Engelbra. apparently it's a great thing to do, but the... Oh, is this Yorkshire three peaks or national three peaks? Don't know. Oh. Can you get back to us, Ben, please, mate? Yeah, can you let us know which one I've done one Yorkshire one. But the national three, aren't they the same thing? Oh, is it the national three peaks? Yeah, isn't it the same thing? No, nah, it's not, mate. What is it then? Oh, is it? I think they're the same thing. I thought it was like Snowdonia, Snowdonia or something like that. Yeah, true. Ben, you need to clarify. Can you clarify? We Damo need, doesn't bloody we know. We need as much clarification as possible, please, because we're that they're that way inclined. <laughs> but until next week, it has been a pleasure. Yes, putting as on always. the show for you as always. Yeah, been brilliant. Uh, I can't wait for next week already because I think Super Rugby is just starting to warm up, heat up. Well, I think players and teams are just starting to find their straps. And and the quality of the rugby is going up. Quality of defence is probably not great. Some good tries being scored. Some great tries. <laughs> Highlights packages are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. But until next week, yes. as always, pleasure. Sayonara. <laughs> Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.